Hello and welcome once again to A Functional Approach with Dr. Jim Chaltis. I am Dr. Jim Chaltis and today I wanted to um, kind of change the subject again a little bit and bring it back to something a bit more emotional. Perhaps I wanted to talk about disappointment and uh, what that is, of course, we all have been disappointed in our lives, but you know, kind of what is the neurology of disappointment? You know, what are some of the negative consequence of, of chronically being disappointed, um, how that might differ from just something that comes up randomly, which I believe we're all kind of tuned to uh, tolerate. So, um, you know, I, I, I come across this topic um, out of personal experience. Um, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a fellow human being and I um, have recently been met with a series of at least small disappointments, um, nothing too outrageous, mind you, but but one thing that kind of noticed as I was sort of um, getting in touch with myself and taking stock of how I'm feeling is that, you know, sometimes the accumulation of the little things aren't so little, right? And so you find yourself kind of feeling down or, you know, just negative. And, you know, and, and if you look at it piece by piece, it might not make a whole lot of sense, right? But, but you know, when you, when you really understand some of the mechanisms behind it, um, I think it can help. And it can help give us some tools to dig out, right? Um, I, I think I've mentioned before, I'm a product of the of the early 80s, and I, I watched a lot of G.I. Joe back in my day, and their tagline was, knowing is half the battle. And I, I truly believe in that, because um, if we don't understand ourselves, you know, we don't, we can't, you know, put our finger on what the problem is. We don't know how to help ourselves. And if we don't know ourselves and, and our own emotional process, then we don't know about other people's emotional process, right? That that speaks to uh, uh, emotional intelligence, if you will. It's a, it's not necessarily a gift that everybody has. Um, I'm not saying that I'm a um, I'm a master at it myself, but but I do put a lot of work into introspection and to um, identifying those things that are bothering me, because. You know, I am a doctor and I, I work with a lot of people going through a lot of things. And so I need to be able to meet them, you know, where they're at. And um, not just clinically and professionally, but personally, right? We're all here for each other. And that's my intention today is to kind of, you know, be vulnerable, so to speak, in front of you and, and tell you a few of the things that have been disappointing me lately um, and, and use that as kind of a springboard for this larger topic of, you know, what's going on in the brain to make us this way. So, you know, really like the, the things that I've gone through lately have been small, like I mentioned. Uh, for example, I, I recently posted um, a couple episodes on sauna and, you know, cold plunges. I've been loving my sauna experience at the YMCA. And, um, you know, several weeks back, I, I go there. I, I, it's, a, it's a kind of an extra special drive. It's not the YMCA right near my home. It's, it's one that, you know, maybe, 10 miles away. So not outrageous, but it's something I kind of have to plan a little extra for. And knowing that it's the only one that I have access to regularly, um, I, I plan my week around it, right? I I get excited for it in a way. I look forward to it. It's like, all right, I'm going to go crush it on the bike and do what I have to do with the weights. But yeah, man, I'm going to go sit in that sauna afterwards and it's going to be great. And so I really, you know, get excited about it in any small way that is. For you, it might be going to get a massage or, 
you know, going out with your buddies um, or your girlfriends or something and, and just having a wonderful time or going on a trip, right? So these are things we get excited about. You know, my daughter um, went to Disneyland recently uh, and you know, you could see that anticipation building and growing and that night before she was just ecstatic and going to Disneyland, you know, that's, that's a, that's a dopamine reaction. <laughs> We're going to talk about dopamine, but, um, for me, all of a sudden, boom, sauna closed, right? Broken. <laughs> got to get the guy's going to come out next week and look at it. Okay. That's seven days right there. Um, I diagnosed the problem. Okay. Now we got to order the part. Um, in this world of Amazon and all those types of online things, I, I can't imagine why a part would take longer than two or three days to arrive, but boy, did it take about three weeks to arrive. And I just found out that they have it today and they're going to see if it works and maybe next week. But needless to say, every week I'm kind of like calling, Hey, as a sauna, you know, and I'm getting kind of mildly excited just for that possibility, that little hint of a, of a reward, you know, that I've been waiting for. And then boom, no, sir, where you don't have the sauna ready. It's, I'm sorry, you know, so it, it's this repeated kind of excitation followed by disappointment, right? And that's what we go through. So the sauna, all right, fine. I don't care for the spa as much. I don't like all the chlorine, but um, yeah, I strained my back recently and I just, it was mild, but it sure would have been nice to kind of sit in the, in the jacuzzi. And I tried to go one night, but I found out that they were closed a little early that day. And so that ruined my plans. And uh, I tried a second time and... Nope, I, I couldn't make it work just because of uh, my dinner plans and just you know family obligations and just didn't work out. And then the third time, and this happened just yesterday, I I went to this to the jacuzzi. I I showered. I did my thing. I, I walked right in the open door. The the bubbles were bubbling, and um, no one was in there. It would have been my personal jacuzzi. And I get in, and I I think ah yes, and I, I sit for about ten seconds and. It took about 10 seconds for the lifeguard to climb off of his chair and walk over and say, I'm sorry, sir, the jacuzzi is closed. <laughs> okay, so I don't know why. He said something about the chemicals weren't up to par. I don't know what it was, but um, but bummer. Okay, so I've been looking forward to it. No, three times in a row. No, over and over again, disappointment, all right? And then finally, I had this a friend who I, I reached out to recently, and it just kind of, it's radio silence, you know. You never know what's going on in somebody else's life. I haven't escalated to the point of an actual phone call, just a text message, but I kind of wanted to hear from him. And um, it's been a couple days and no. So I find myself thinking throughout the day, like, oh, maybe maybe I'll hear from my buddy. And then, you know, five hours later, I realized, no, 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 I didn't. So, you know, all together, it was enough for me to notice bummer. I actually just found, to cap it all off, I just found out today last minute i was supposed to go on a very short little trip tomorrow um which would be a saturday and a sunday just to get away for a couple days and um at the very last minute I, I got a cancellation on that one as well so i had blocked out my saturday work office hours and you know alerted my students that i'd be gone and i was getting excited i've been preparing all week for this trip and and literally you know less than 24 hours uh, until i left <laughs> I find out that no 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 I can't go um, I'll have to wait a whole month they're gonna you know we're gonna reschedule for the end of October um, so small things right small things nothing life-changing nobody died no divorce is happening you know a financial situation is fine nobody's in ruin um, you know 
it's okay. Uh, but collectively, it, it starts to sting a little bit, doesn't it? You know, I'm, I'm sure you can relate. There's things that you can relate. Now, cognitively, kind of in that sort of understanding of it all, cognitively, you can you can start to feel bad for yourself. You know, you can just, you can only start noticing the negatives, right? That these are some things that we have power to control in a lot of ways, and we, we can try to control our thoughts and steer them in in directions that they might naturally not want to go. It's easy to start thinking the uh, you know the negative. I find myself you know not even angry at times, just sort of like defeated. Okay, yeah. Well, hey, that's not very surprising, is it? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of poor Eeyore from, you know, Winnie the Pooh. You know, poor Eeyore. He just sort of, you know, mopes around. And, you know, I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know why I would walk over there today. You know, it's no reason. So this is, speaks of dopamine, right? It speaks of dopamine. To some degree, we have the ability to control it. We can make choices. Even when we're feeling like poor Eeyore, we can make a choice to say, you know what I can do is I can go for a hike which happened, uh, I did do that yesterday, in fact. But, um, you know, we can make that choice. But but there's deeper things that can set in, okay? This is a short-term thing for me. This has only been in the last three to four weeks that I felt things are starting to mount. Um, and, I'm, and I'm tackling them one by one, so I'm not concerned. But let's just fast forward five years, right? If you just are constantly in this, this cycle of excitation and depression, and disappointment, excitation, disappointment. There's something that occurs called dopamine disappointment, right? This is not like really the you know, the mental emotional feeling of disappointment. This is just sort of describing this notion of you know surges in dopamine as a result to this exciting expectation, whatever that might be for you. It doesn't have to be Disneyland. It could be whatever form of Disneyland is good for you, right? Um, it could be a big, fat, juicy steak if that's what you're into, right? You're going to think about it all day, and you're going to wait for it, right? And you're going to get it, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, or or maybe you're into a big slab of tofu and you're a vegetarian. That, that works too. Um, whatever excites you, you think about it. You lead up to it. That's a really important part of something that's awesome, right, is that, that lead up. And then interestingly, boom, we get it. And then dopamine levels come down naturally that's just that natural experience it's a healthy thing it doesn't go too low it just sort of goes back to baseline so the excitement's over yeah i went to disneyland and i did it i felt great and then usually about halfway through you're still having fun but like that excitement calms down right that's normal now where does dopamine come from and what stimulates it and what inhibits it that's what we want to talk about next so you know dopamine is a neurotransmitter in our brain think of neurotransmitters like hormones but specific to the neurons in our brain mostly in our in our nervous tissue they're they they're little chemicals that are passed back and forth between neurons or nerves that that stimulate a certain response Okay, and the next guy over, right? So one releases dopamine and the, the receiving neuron receives that message and then it activates its pathway and, and you get what that nerve does, right? What it's connected to. So dopamine is really about, we think of it as one of our happy chemicals, 
Um, in fact, there's a really wonderful book. It's short read. If anybody's curious about these things, it's called Meet Your Happy Chemicals. And I don't remember the author. I read it many, many years ago. Uh, and it, it goes through all the neurotransmitters. And I, I think you should read it. It's a fantastic book and it's fun to read. It's meant for the lay people out there. It doesn't get too crazy, but it describes neurochemistry in a fun way. So you'll get in touch with your neurochemicals in your head. Your, happy chemicals. So dopamine, like serotonin, is considered kind of one of the happy chemicals if we were to generalize. Um, for the most part, it, it's, it's involved with things like pleasure, um, satisfaction, um, motivation, right? It's, a, it's a, a motivator. So for example, let's just bring it back way back in the day when, you know, we were hunter-gatherers, let's say, and um, we saw the gazelle out there. We're, we're safe in our little hole or little cave or whatever, and we see that gazelle, and we know that that's food for our tribe. We're going to have food if I get that thing. But I also know that there is a saber-toothed tiger just sitting right over there. I know where he lives. I know that whole danger. I know that I am prey to a saber-tooth, right? So I have to manage that that fear. If I was just struck by fear the whole time, I would starve and we would all starve, right? So I see the gazelle and it's delicious looking to me and I know what it means for my family and my people, right? So I get a dopamine surge. Gazelle equals dopamine. And so that overrides my fear of the tiger and it motivates me to put myself in danger for the betterment of my, my health and for my, my tribe's health, right? So People that lack dopamine tend to be under-motivated in general. It's a, it's a form of depression, right? Somebody with poor dopamine status, you know, might get so bad that they just can't see the benefits in taking a shower, let's say, right? Why would I take a shower today? You know, think of poor Eeyore. Why would I take a shower today? I'm just going to get dirty later. I could take one tomorrow, right? This is, this is low dopamine, no motivation, right? Uh, the opposite is like, hell yeah, let's go take showers. They're awesome. Okay. Now, um, things like arousal, and I mean that in a few ways. That could be just simply being alert and aroused, you know, in our environment, right? We need some level of arousal. So dopamine is very much a, 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 you know, a stimulating neurotransmitter. It's not really an inhibiting one like GABA. GABA is more of an inhibition pathway, which calms us and makes us, you know, relaxed and possibly drowsy and, you know, that kinds of thing. Um, but dopamine is more of like a switch on, let's, let's be aroused. And that also means sexually, right? Um, interestingly, a lot of low libido, um, I, I hear it all the time. I see it reported on my intake forms all the time. Um, usually it's a sort of a secondary thing and they only answered it because I asked on my, in my intake. Um, but low libido is oftentimes related to um, poor dopamine status. What's the motivation? No, sex takes work, right? You got to be, you got to be engaged with your partner, right? You got to maybe put in some physical effort, right? And um, what's the point, right? I can't see the benefit. I don't have that dopamine, right? I don't have that excitement. Um, I don't like Disneyland myself. I don't really care for it. So if you told me we're going to Disneyland tomorrow, I would say, no, thanks. You know, I don't, get excited like my daughter does. It doesn't stimulate that kind of a dopamine surge. Um, so sometimes people can just get that feeling for all kinds of stuff. Showers, lovely sex with your partner, um, you know, going somewhere awesome with your friends. It just might not be there. 
Um, but lastly, it's also very, very instrumental in things like motor function. Like how do we initiate movement? You know, in the terrible um, neurologically degenerative disease, Parkinson's disease, or in any of the various Parkinsonian um, you know, conditions that, that uh, may not be full-blown Parkinson's disease but are, are similar, they come with rigidity usually, difficulty in initiating movements. So you might think to yourself, I need to get up out of my chair and go make dinner right now your motivation might be there like your dopamine's not that far down but the pathways that drive the muscles to respond to dopamine right um, aren't firing correctly and so you have stiffness you have a maybe a hesitancy to get out of your chair even though you're perfectly physically capable it's just the neurological stimulation is not there so you know that's dopamine kind of in a nutshell it's produced um, at the very top end of the brainstem, in a very primitive region of the of the nervous system, uh, the brainstem is where a lot of our autonomic function occurs, where all the signals for all the stuff that works in the background that keeps us going all day happens. So, um, you know, you we need healthy brainstem activity, right, to make dopamine in the first place, and that's another topic. But um, but okay, so great, that's where dopamine comes from. It doesn't mean it's being produced constantly all by itself. Right? It needs stimulation to do that. And, and one of the uh, primary areas of, of dopamine stimulation comes from a little area called the nucleus accumbens in the forebrain, which is um, part of what we call the mesolimbic system. And the, the, the limbic system, for short, is um, all about pleasure and reward and even punishment, right? When you feel real lousy. It's that it's that emotional kind of a little toddler who wants his ice cream cone and screams if he doesn't have it and giggles when he does, right? It's it's a it's a good and bad thing. It's a very primitive area of our body that was it's probably been preserved because it keeps us alive, right? Um, everything we hear and see and, and and experience in the world hits the limbic system because we need that emotional reaction. And then we get the rational reaction to it. And sometimes that's the difference between life and death. So um, we, we can't really escape this experience, um, good or bad. It's part of us. So the nucleus accumbens, that's the hell yeah, going to Disneyland. Everything is awesome. I am feeling rad. I'm feeling accomplished. My dreams are coming true. I'm going on the Matterhorn, right? <laughs> and I'm going to get a giant pretzel. Whatever happens at Disneyland, I have no idea. Um, that's the nucleus accumbens firing, right? That's sort of a healthy way of experiencing it. An unhealthy way of experiencing it is taking a big fat line of methamphetamine. You know, for example, most drugs that give us pleasure and make us fired up while we're, we're high on them um, aggressively stimulates the nucleus accumbens to the point where it fries out the dopamine, dopamine system. It kills those aerials pathways and um, sometimes you see people walking on the street who are, are clearly um, methamphetamine addicts and they are smacking their lips and moving their mouth uncontrollably and sometimes they have you know um, uncontrollable movements of their limbs and that's because the part of the pathway that is controlling movement and, and relaxation has has been damaged and they, they literally cannot stop smacking their lips it is uh, it's called tardive dyskinesia you know? It's a very um, 
sad thing when it happens there is no coming back from that that is a permanent damage please 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 <laughs> i know my audience i don't think this applies to you but please don't do those types of drugs there is no good outcome at all um, okay so that's the nucleus accumbens very important piece now there's another structure the lateral habendula <laughs> gotta love these neurological structures it must be a nightmare to learn them all i i know some but the lateral habendula um, is in um, another primitive part of our brain called the thalamus. And um, it helps us to learn by basically aversive experiences, things that we that, that don't go right, right? Things that are, we, we make a mistake, maybe we hurt ourselves, maybe we hurt somebody else and we see their, their pain that we caused them. Um, maybe you're just embarrassed in front of your professor because you said some bozo answer. Um, you know, it happens, right? This is part of learning. It's not all fun and games, right? Uh, in fact, sometimes the best ways we learn is when we have a negative emotional response attached to it. Um, sadly, that's a tactic used in chef's school kitchens um, and in medical schools and, you know, and you're put on the spot and you are embarrassed <laughs> oftentimes and, um, and possibly rightfully so in the medical system because you could literally kill people. Um, but you damn well better believe you're going to remember it afterwards right i i have a memory of um one of when i was learning autoimmune physiology i went to a weekend seminar and my my teacher kind of came to us and he sort of admitted that day that he was sort of in a bad mood that weekend he kind of pre-apologized and then he presented to us this this cascade of immune functions he wrote it all down and um, he kind of had us raise our hand he says now who could draw this and, you know, maybe like 10% of the class could draw out what he did. And he basically told us, he said, well, if you can't draw the basic immune function cascade, then you really have no business practicing medicine. All right? Well, the next day, 30% of the class didn't show up. That was their response to this, uh, this embarrassment or this, this outrage, this, you know, <laughs> this insult that was handed to them. Um, thankfully, I was one of the ones who... Um, went home and I drew out that cascade and I learned it and it's always stuck. So I don't necessarily like the approach. It's not pleasant, but it works for me. And it, it, it did that because it dramatically hit my lateral habenula and it, it reinforced a, a lesson that was from an adverse reaction, you know, experience. So um, I bring up the nucleus accumbens and the lateral habendula because that is what happens with dopamine disappointment, the physiology, the neurology behind dopamine disappointment. So what you'll get is firing of dopamine, right? And then withdrawal of dopamine <laughs> all at once, you know? Um, usually disappointment happens quickly and it happens um, unexpectedly, right? It, it's rare where you say like, all right, I'm going somewhere and I expect to be disappointed. You know, it may be, it may be so, but, but a lot of times, that's not when disappointment hits you emotionally. If you're expecting it, it's easier, right? Um, if you're not expecting it, it can be devastating, right? Be devastating. You just found out that your partner has been having an affair, right? And I'm sorry if this is triggering to anybody. Um, this is real life, right? Um, that was unexpected, right? That was unexpected. Um, I'm at work and I found out my dog died, maybe. Luckily, my dog is home, snuggling with my wife, probably. Uh, but boy, I was not expecting that, right? And so I get the call in the middle of my day, and I'm, I'm devastated, right? That's, you know, it happens quickly, and it happens aggressively, and that 
that uh, that limbic system fires in a negative way. And so what happens in the short term is we we adapt to that. We we get over it. We cope. You know, uh, depending on the severity and what happened, um, you know, a, a jacuzzi not being open and a spa not being or a sauna not being open is 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 minor. <laughs> okay, it's minor. Um, my friend will come back. He will he will reach out. Who knows? Maybe he's on a vacation. I don't know. But um, but big things over time, and even lots and lots of little things over time, can just become too much. And and so that person basically their system starts to shut down. They become less responsive to the dopamine that they do experience, right? Because they're just too used to these high surges and low dips. And so the system just says, oh, to hell with it. I'm just sort of apathetic, right? So apathy sets in. Apathy, poor Eeyore. Eeyore is an apathetic donkey. I think he's a donkey, right? <laughs> he's apathetic. You know, here we have um, Tigger, who's the exact opposite, and he bounces around and sings songs and, and, you know, bounces on his tail. And, you know, he is the nucleus accumbens. <laughs> Tigger, the nucleus accumbens, and, you know, um, Eeyore's the lateral habendulum. So brains like plasticity, and by that I mean things become very efficient, and that can be positive or that can be negative, right? I had a martial arts instructor that, that told, when we were learning some kind of a kick, you know, I was, I was training in Muay Thai kickboxing and we were learning some kind of a round kick. And he said, 5,000 times is, is one time. So once you do that 5,001 kick, you've just done the kick for the first time. And what he means by that is, you now have nailed that pathway in your neurology, so you don't even have to think that kick is going to land perfect every time. You are plastic. That nervous system is plastic. A negative form of plasticity is, um, let's just say, in, um, in depression, in major depressive disorder. Right? I would say that is one of the more obvious ones. You know, the world is terrible. People are terrible. I am awful. I'm a terrible person, right? These are things that, that get repeated so frequently in, in, in these cases um, that they become extremely efficient, extremely efficient. Somebody could come to them and say, wow, you look great today. You know, I really like that outfit. And all they can hear is, oh, you're just saying that because you're my friend, right? the positive part can't get through because that is not the efficient pathway. The efficient pathway is understanding and and feeling for the negative possibilities in each situation. It's it's the negative reinforcement over and over and over again. So this happens with things like dopamine disappointment. Chronic disappointment leads to plasticity in disappointment pathways. Leads to an inability to optimally modulate dopamine expression and reception on the follow-up, the, the receptive cell, right? Um, the brains are all about one step after another, 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 all these nerves talking to each other, and then next thing you know, we have our understanding and our experience. So this is what we do not want, right? Introspection, right? I I have it, luckily. Thank goodness. I have it. I recognize, okay, <laughs> I've had several things lately, and they're starting to bug me, right? I'm, I, I've noticed myself. 
I even said it out loud to my wife the other day. I said, yeah, whatever. It doesn't surprise me. Right? When a proper response should have been like, damn it. You know, that sucks. I really wanted to go in the sauna. <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever pathetic little thing that might have been. But hey, that would have been a very appropriate response. I'm disappointed right now. And I want to express my disappointment out loud to the universe and make myself feel better. I'm going to have a pity party. It's going to last five minutes and I'm going to feel better. That can be good. My response? Yeah, well, doesn't surprise me. Poor Eeyore. So I notice, um, what, what, what do we do? What did I do? Right? I, I went to the jacuzzi yesterday. I kicked out in 10 seconds. So I came home. I got on my hiking shoes, and I went for an off-trail hike in my local canyon. And I saw birds, and I looked at um, investigated coyote scat, which had some really interesting little berries in that. I just... I don't know, call me crazy. I like looking at wild animal scat. Um, I I was on alert for rattlesnakes because I was off trail and I was, you know, going through knee-high brush and by myself and, you know, probably not wise. But, hey, that was a way that I could provide for myself an adventure, um, something interesting for me to look at, fresh air, sunlight in my eyes, which is very stimulating, right, to our brains. Um physical activity which naturally boosts dopamine and other neurotransmitters and circulation to the brain so you know i was gone for maybe an hour and what did i do i, I transformed my outlook i transformed my neurology it was a short-term intervention i'm still pissed about the sauna but that's going to happen in the next week um, so I'm, I'm cool with it and i'm going on my trip next month i'm cool with that too so what can we do right we sometimes it takes effort right it takes effort for port eeyore to be you know proactive enough to go and walk with winnie the pooh right um there's a lot of great metaphors in winnie the pooh in, in fact if i were to recommend another book if you have not read the Tao of pooh d-a-o the Tao of pooh you must read it it's a fun fun read it explains Taoism, and um winnie the pooh is the quintessential Taoist, and it is lovely so um, that's a little aside for you. Um, but you can also look at these Pooh characters as all forms of neurotransmitters. It is really fascinating, almost as if it was done on purpose. And I'm not sure that the author um, was trained in neurochemistry, but um, you can make those overlaps. Might be a fun episode to do at some point. I will make a note of that. Um, okay, so I suppose the question becomes, and this is a rhetorical question for you, if you should be feeling chronic disappointment, step one, can you recognize it, right? If you can, step two, can you help yourself by coming up with, you know, one, two, maybe four, six, I don't know, different activities, different things that you can do that breaks the cycle, that gives you something positive. Even if you can't feel it at first, you know it's positive conceptually. You know that going out with your friend and having a little glass of wine, perhaps, or, or just a walk on the beach um, is a positive concept. Everyone can agree about that. So even if you get there and you don't feel optimally stimulated, that's okay. It's You did it. And just doing it. Remember, dopamine has to do with motivation. So if you could get yourself motivated, however slightly, you increase dopamine right, in a healthy way. So that's number two. Can you come up with some things on your own? Yes or no? Number three. Are there any people in your life that you can communicate this with that can be support for you? 
Sometimes it takes a buddy to kick you in the rear end and say, you know what, Jim, we are going to go walk on the beach today. I don't care what you're doing. I see that you need me. We're going to walk on the beach today. I love you. Let's do this, right? Having people like that in our life is, is powerful, okay? And I know that that is not the case for everybody. I know that there is a loneliness epidemic in this country and probably worldwide um, that is, is truly terrible, but it's very real. And it is a leading concern for early death, actually. So um, I know that that's the case. If that is the case, then number two, you have to be able to get yourself places, right? Community service, people who are in service to others report happiness, right? They are, they have more motivation. They have reasons to do things, right? They, they avoid those dopamine disappointment um, mechanisms. So, um, and lastly, I just mentioned it for myself, exercise. There are too many things that exercise does for us. Moving our bodies, just the act of moving your body. If it's a walk, if it's a jog, if it's a spin at the gym, if it's weightlifting, right? If it's making love with your partner, I don't care. It's, it's activity. It's motivating your body and your muscles to move. That takes dopamine, right? You're combating disappointment. You're combating depression and you're breaking that negative plasticity in the brain. Okay, that'll do it. So I hope that's helpful. I hope that's interesting. I, I like to dig into the neurology because it's, uh, it's, it's helpful once you understand the pathways and how they work and what to activate and what not to activate. You can create things for yourself that can help dig you out of wherever you're at. All right. Um, I encourage you to go put those into action. And I wish for you very little disappointment in your life, but a little bit's a healthy thing, okay? We can't have everything we want. <laughs> we don't want to become spoiled in our own lives. That then, then life becomes boring, right? We have to have the risk of disappointment. That is a vital part of being alive. Um, but if it gets to be too much, we have to have our tools. And I hope that I provided that for you. So thank you so much. Go out, be well. I uh, appreciate you all. My name is Dr. Jim Chaltis, and this is A Functional Approach. Bye-bye, everybody.